set some boundaries here for when Jade speaks. So there's this joke where shoes get thrown. It started with another pastor that was here and went to some other place where a lady threw his coat on. So it's those shoes. I thought it would be better to bring a shine in the corner from Ireland. So anytime you guys want to just feel like it's, it's, it's really on fire, just feel free to just chuck that my way. It's really cool. Before I get started here, I also too would like to talk about my experience at a retreat 20 years ago in the same place that's been. Got that slide there, Trent, for Bethany? The first one will be in my way. He said 20 years ago. There it is. That's my beautiful wife. I met her on her birthday, September 19, 2003. We've been together ever since. So I went to the Christian campus house in Eastern Illinois, where I and John and that was some of the most memorable times of my life. So I pretty much asked, what do you guys think for? Get us phones and sign up. You guys totally need to do this. so I'm at the level of my life, I'm not saying that you guys know, right? I don't know. I also didn't get a chance to introduce myself that first week of the semester where we talked about french fries. Remember that? Yeah. I like french fries. I wanted to tell you guys that. <laughs> I, was kind of, I like french fries. I'm also a big dork, and I love to laugh, and I still play with action figures, and I still buy them. Let's go! <laughs> my son loves me. My mom is laughing. My mom's here today. Even for my mom. <laughs> Alright, you guys are ready to put up with me. Let's go here. So, it's been about 20 years since I've talked in front of people, so, I'm to get all the jitters out. So, let's roll the clock back to late July last year. And I was in a situation where my in-laws were coming over. My mom's already suffering at this moment. I don't have the best relationship with them just because they're different, like really hard to understand, like we just don't click. And my sister-in-law, which I adore, and my niece, and she's probably about your guys' age, maybe a couple years older, um, they came from North Carolina, and my in-laws came up from Effingham, and we were going to just have this wonderful family get together. And I'm like, hey, this is a great opportunity for me to try to get to know them better. Well, <laughs> it was mid-July. It was 98 degrees plus humidity out there. You guys know what I'm talking about here, right? You know, um, one thing I've learned in ag is that corn pumps a ton of water into the air. Does anybody hear that? <laughs> I, work, I work for CNH, so like, well, a vendor was here, so like, Who? myself, and Angie's on the green side here. <laughs> but anyway, let's go back to the story here. So, I look over, my, my mother-in-law is just done eating their, their pizza there at the, outside. We didn't eat outside. They decided to eat outside. We were like, you crazy going out there, 100 degrees eat, mid-afternoon July. And so basically, my mother-in-law just looks at me and just has this grin on her face. I'm like, oh no, what is she going to push like now? Well, she thought it would be really, really fun 
to go on a walk in a sunflower field with bugs, humidity, a vegetative field of maze of fun in July. You guys see where I'm going with this, right? I was not having it. I had it at the time. And last year, at least it would have been four, and Lily would have been six. So my oldest, Lily, had two kids. Some of you have met them. Yeah. <laughs> Emily's definitely. She's played video games. So we go to this, this sunflower field. Has anybody ever been to the sunflower field out here? You guys know what I'm talking about? There's like this field way out that part of town. And um, I'm walking through this field, and it is hot. And there are beetles, and there are bugs. And I'm just like, my kids are like beet red, sunburned. Here's my in-laws, happy as can be. So everything's over, we decide, I decide, say, hey guys, I'll go, let's, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna buy you guys your silk. We went over to TCBY. I went to TCBY. I love TCBY. Mm -hmm. My favorite yogurt is strawberry shortcake. And I'll settle for strawberry. Can't do anything else with slow. We head over there. And I was very adamant about being generous. It's like one of the things I like to do. I like to just be generous with people. So I'm in there. My son's got his ice cream. My daughter's got her ice cream. My sister in law and her daughter. Everybody's ready. And then there's my father in law with the cash already out. I'm just like, ah, here we go. I just wanted to bust them. I just wanted to bust them. <laughs> Felt like I was getting robbed of my blessing. And when it comes to a seven-year-old in-law that you don't get along with, it just didn't end up well. So I got really mad and I stormed out of there. Went in the van, I just got mad. So have you guys ever been in a situation where you had really good intentions? You felt the grace to proceed, just like I did. And the situation did not turn out well. In these moments, I often ask, what would I have done differently? You guys ever felt that way? You feel like something just didn't go right. Like even to this day, I'm constantly thinking, like, did I do the right thing? Did I not do the right thing? And Maybe I should have shown compassion rather than being generous. I just would have just shut my mouth and just been better. I could have walked in a different grace. Things could have turned out differently. Well, tonight we are going to look how to operate in these scenarios, and we are going to unpack biblical truth behind it. Now, I have a photo for you guys. You guys get the sunflower photo, right? This is us having so much fun. I could not get a good video or picture. So there's my son. He's just not happy. He's tired. He doesn't want to be there. My daughter's sunburned and doesn't want to be touched. My niece is just trying to get a photo. And then there's my mother and father-in-law just having the time in their lives. So I'm supposed to show you guys that earlier. Sorry about that. Uh, so every day we have multiple opportunities to step into the grace given to us by God. Some examples would be, oh, let's say you're walking down Green Street, you just go into that favorite restaurant of yours. Back in my day, I used to go to a place called One More Pizza, I love that place. And there's somebody that's just being really rude. Have you ever 
thought about just opening a door for them? Let me get that door for you. <laughs> or I can remember back when I was in college, being in those study rooms at the library. Do you still have those? Where like you get together with all these people you don't want to get together with, and you decide like what you're going to do, but nobody wants to do it, <laughs> and no one wants to lead it, right? Have you guys ever just thought about saying, "I'll do it," because because you know if you don't all scared to do it, it's never going to get done. That was my experience anyway. So the list goes on and on and on. So time to get out your Bibles. Who brought their Bibles? Who actually brought their Bibles? I'm just trying to understand Gen Z a little bit. Wes is totally on it, man. I'm not, somebody throw a shy guy at Wes. Yes! yes. We're going to open our Bibles up or your smartphones. The first Peter chapter 4, verse 10. I'm going to read out of the ESV for this one. I'm going to switch to different versions. Of the <coughs> The verse describes to us beautifully the dynamics and grace as it pertains to us individually. Let me say that again. As it pertains to us individually. Okay? As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Now let's throw up the next one, the Amplified Version. I don't know why people don't use this one more. Oh, that's why it's got all those brackets in it. Who's in this programmers? Yes. There's my IT people. Yes, I'm an IT guy. So this one is it's really hard to kind of quote, so I'm just going to go for it. Just as each one of you has received a special gift, bracket, a special talent and ability graciously given by God. That's how they describe that without changing the actual verse of the Bible. I love that. Employ and serving one another, another bracket, is appropriate for, that part's always really weird for me, good stewards of God's multifaceted grace. And I love this last part, and it just says, faithful stewards of extremely diverse powers and gifts granted to Christians by unmarried favor. You may ask, what is a mere faith? It's what God gives us. It's what He gives us. I often like to think about what particular graces that I have had in my life. And if I was to do one of those self evaluation checklists, I would say encouragement, compassion, and generosity is probably the ones that I naturally gravitate to. It's so dry Sorry. Humanity is created to reflect the goodness of God's spirit. Humanity also has the ability of God's character to get it through others. Let me say that again. I said that bad. Humanity also has the ability to learn God's character through others. Does that make sense? The Christian believers we surround ourselves within our daily lives shape our difference. And I say Christian believers because they carry these They carry these graces. You guys ever heard the old saying that you are who your friends are? I would say that I have received a gift of encouragement from my mother. My mother has given it away to me just by being a positive influence in my life. She has even demonstrated and showed me how to use this as I've grown up, as I've made mistakes. She shows compassion and encouragement. Thank you. 
I now have the grace because it has been given to me. Because I grew up with it. I was around it. You guys to think about that. And now I'm the anointed one. I love what Bill Jackson from Bethel says in one of his books I've been reading. Uh, the Mind of God. Such a good book. And I, I want to say in Bill Jackson's voice, but I totally would get that wrong. Talk to Andrew. What's he at? God, I think this is the voice. This guy's a voice actor. It's amazing. <laughs> he says, Bill Johnson says, we can only give away what we have received. We receive by experience. So good. So what are these graces? What do they look like? Turn into your Bibles and scroll and tab or whatever you guys do. <laughs> tab. I won't get into text editors, it doesn't really matter. So, we're going to open it up to Romans chapter 12. That's where we're going to spend the rest of our night. Okay? It's all about the transformation of the mind in this, in this chapter. We're going to be talking in verses 4 through 8 in NLT. I'm just going to go ahead and read this one. It's kind of long, so bear with me. And then we're going to break it down, okay? Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is given, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility serious. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Before I move on, how many people in here have heard this before? Show of hands, good hands. How many of you have read the verses past that? You know, those verses are great. We all learn about it, but we don't actually learn how to walk in them until we read the other verses. That 5 through, or 9 through 15 is just as important. So, if we got a slide here for the seven graces, I believe, right with me. Got that up there. Oh, they're on your table. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Thank you, Nancy. Give you guys a second to get those. Haven't seen any shy guys. Alright, we're gonna move on now. Alright, so Paul has described to us the seven gifts of grace. Start with number one, prophecy. Prophecy reveals the motives of man and seeks conformity to God's word and ways. We're going to go through these a little fast. We'll break them down in a few minutes, so don't try to describe all that or any issues. The second one is ministry or serving. This one meets the needs on a practical basis. You're just simply pouring out into somebody. Teaching, that's number three. Searches out and presents scriptural truths. Exhortation. No one really says exhortation. I always like to say encouragement. I think it's a 
but adonises or encourages others. Admonishes, sorry, admonishes. Number five is given meets material needs, often through finances. There are other ways of giving, such as time, etc. Number six is leading or administration, organizes and leads. And the last one, my favorite, mercy. It emphasizes and shows compassion to others. So back to what I was saying a second ago. Many people are also unaware that the verses that immediately follow Romans chapter 12, verse 4 through 8, describe exactly how these gifts play out in the world today. And that's it. So let's move on to chapter 9, or sorry, verse 9. Verse 9 speaks to those who have the gift of prophecy. And the Bible says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Prophetic people, they tend to cling to what is really, really good. Who are my prophetic people in the house? Who likes prophecy? The prophetic act of giving someone the revelation, guys, is an act of trusting God and humility to oneself. And it often, it's genuine. It's a genuine life. Prophecy is pretty awesome. Let's move on to verse 10. So verse 10 encourages those with the gift of serving. And the Bible says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Verse 11. Verse 11 correlates with the gift of teaching. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Teachers have to be diligent. Who here are teachers? Could be teachers. I got thrown into that. I was writing on a substitute for two years in a Catholic school in Decatur. I'm going to start at the time. I'll be trained for you. Teaching is takes a great heart, and if you want to be a teacher, you have to you have to be very diligent. You have to learn to God has placed scriptural truths on teachers' hearts too. The ones that get into preaching and pouring out of others. You gotta you gotta have those scriptural truths on your heart to be able to actually teach Often those are through experiences. All right, verse 12. Offers instructions for those with the gift of exhortation. The Bible says, Rejoice, uh, sorry, rejoice in your confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Verse 13, you guys all follow me? Mm -hmm. Defines and describes someone with the gift of giving. This one's pretty, uh, somebody throw a shot at me. I would say you don't throw a shot at She works at it, totally good. Yes! I want to shoot. That's what that is. Alright, so first is part of the Defines and describes with the gift of giving. The Bible says when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. But always, 
behavior to practice hospitality. Wrong. All right, I'm going to stop a little bit at verse 14. I'm going to challenge you back a little bit about this. Verse 14 correlates with leading and administration. The Bible says, bless those who persecute you. People who lead always have people speaking against them. If you're seeking to be a preacher or a teacher, it's not for the faint of heart, guys. Because there's a price that comes with that. You, you eventually go into a place of dealing with everybody else's insecurities. Okay? And you have to set up boundaries. What can I do? What can't I do? If you're going to be a leader in this time, post COVID, be diligent. Show up on time. Show up early. Be a leader like Solomon sets tables. Love Solomon, except for that last part at the very end of his career. I'm not going to talk about that. When the Queen of Sheba visited Solomon, it took her, it took her months to get there by convoy, or however they got there back in those times, and saw a staircase. It was done so well that the Queen of Sheba a non-believer said, there is a God in Israel because of the staircase. I want you guys to think about that on your leadership. Because if you decide to step into leadership, all eyes are on you. What are they seeing? They see the staircase or they see brokenness? Yep. Are they seeing your insecurities and those around you that you lead? And then there's spiritual tax and all that fun stuff that you gotta deal with, and you just gotta kick the enemy of the curve quite a bit, but it never stops. Because the more you press into the kingdom, the more leadership gets hurt. It does. Ask any leader, ask Ben and Angie. Just being soccer leaders. Just saying yes to being a soccer leader. Who here's taking soccer? If you haven't taken soccer, that is the most important thing that you could possibly do right here at Ground Zero, right here at the Victor. It's a worldwide lecture. It's incredible. Yes. Your studies come first, but if you can take soccer, then you have the capacity to When we chose to be soccer leaders, we start getting questions about things that are just very difficult. Like the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. Like you, the list goes on and on about all those things that bring you to buy churches these days. So leadership, guys, take it seriously. If you are a leader, I want you to, at home tonight, get out your journals and say, what do I do well? What is my gifting here? And how can I make other people shine and not, and not be about myself? And I want you guys to meditate on it every night. You might be diligent with my time. Am I living up to the commitment that I said I was going to do? Do the people that I under see me as an effective leader? All right, we're talking about your shipping up boys. Who threw both? Maybe you threw both of your shoes? Yeah, I did.
Adrian's in my soccer group that, that I lead. Miles. So let's, let's move on. The last one, guys. Verse 15. Verse 15 correlates with the gift of mercy. I love this one. Mercy is awesome. It says, Be happy with those who are happy, and weep with those who weep. Guys, showing compassion to others comes naturally for those who walk in the gift of mercy. Because when you give out mercy, can you, there's a difference between grace and mercy. Grace is something God gives you. Mercy is something that you give to somebody when they don't deserve it. Like my father. I probably deserve it more. You know, I'm sure we all have in situations where things just got a little tough or somebody offended us, somebody did something so horrible. Is it too simple to ask that we could, you guys could be a generation to say I give up my right to be offended? Guarantee your lives would be a lot better. Just stop worrying about it. You could just stop give it to God right there now. Mm -hmm. I've been finding myself doing that more and more in my business life. And it helps. Turning to God in those situations that you've been Now, the Bible, in the Lord's Prayer, says, Lead us not into temptation. God doesn't tempt us, guys. But praying it is complete dependency on God. And having that mindset, if for mercy, you're going to step into mercy because that is one of the most powerful ministry tools is to give somebody something that they don't deserve and show them the love. You guys have never heard Samuel word. You guys know Samuel? The last one about his story, he'll tell you about this. I'm not going to share this story, it's for that. But it's powerful. So I want to go back to verse 4 for a moment. We've been through all seven. And it says, Just as the bodies have many parts, each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. Now let's stop and think exactly what that is saying. The Bible is actually thinking of an analogy. My body has hands, has feet, has arms. My, my hand can't be the eye. My eye can't be the foot. Mm -hmm. It's together, it's the body. It's pretty simple. Yep. But we always we don't always think about it. I would like to say that what Paul is saying here, Jesus never intended us to operate alone in our big place. I'm not saying you can't. There's times for that as well. But I'm talking about doing things together. Instead, each person operates in their independence as a unique part of the body. However, when we join with the body, we become more interdependent. Does it heard that term? Interdependent? Yep. Dependent, codependent, interdependent. Codependent is bad. Stay away from that Unless you're a child. So Jesus actually shows awesome stories about this, but he doesn't really talk about it, he just demonstrates it. So like you guys ever heard the story of the twelve disciples he said about by twos? Did you ever guys read the part after that where he said a 72? I don't even know what Jesus found 72 people. They say, hey, you're gonna go in twos, you're gonna go to these people's houses, and if they don't like you, then you gotta move on to the next house. It's kind of weird. Imagine if you would like something like that. He didn't say 71, 75, go out by one, or 72, sorry, I don't know my numbers are it's good, right? 72 by one. I mean, 
That's not what he's doing, guys. He's sending them out by twos. Because person A walks in a different grace of gifting than person B. Yes. Make sense? So, two volunteers. I already said just to pick up here. Who's up here? You come on. All right, Andrew, you come on. All right, who's choosing these? I don't know. Can you be the shy guy? You didn't do anything. You didn't do Mario does it all the time. No grace showing there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to... That happened during the sermon. That was great. All right. So, adjustment we got in Okay. That door is your is your ends. That's the kingdom ends right over there. And here's a line. We're just going to use these other shoes. That isn't the limit. Right here is is the line. These are your kingdom's means. So let's say that Justin, so he already has a gift of prophecy, carries a gift of prophecy. Great try. And Andrew, we're just going to say that you are an encourager, and you show a lot of mercy in your, in what you do. And what Jesus is asking you to do is go minister to a person that needs both. Oftentimes we think. I'm so interdependent, I could, I'm so independent, I can go do this myself. That was my generation. Gen X was very stubborn. So, they decide to say, Andrew says to Justin, I, I don't need you, but I'm willing to work with you. And I understand your things. And, and vice versa. So you can't get to the kingdom's ends without the kingdom's means. Make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. I love this guy. When you work interdependently. But this line is very significant. As you guys join together and go towards that door, this is where you meet Jesus. Jesus is the hero. He's the one that actually does the ministry, not you guys. Not us. That's even more interdependent than just two. I would also like to think that even though the Holy Spirit was poured out, and there is nothing to back that up to say, when Jesus sent out the two, there was a full trust in God. To just walk into the city and say, I want to stay at your house. Will you receive me? That's got to be weird. At any time frame. All right, guys. Thank you. So let's let's go back to my story of the yogurt shop. Let me finish this one out. I imagine you guys probably left me with a cliffhanger there. <laughs> I did not have the grace to walk in generosity. I chose to complain. Let me say that again. I chose to complain. What is complaining? It's giving up the right for the creative solution Jesus wants to do in us. Complaining is worship to the devil. When we complain about our situation, we are raising our hands and giving authority to the enemy. And when we give authority to the enemy, we give him authority over our lives. You ever stop to ask yourself, not complaining in that situation? 
Maybe that's the problem. It could have been a walking closet. It could have been a friend. It could have been a coworker. It could have been in Starbucks. They got my coffee wrong. I ordered white chocolate and made hot chocolate, and I love white hot chocolate, and they put chocolate syrup squirts in it. They do it all the time. I don't know why. It's like, this is white chocolate. Why would you put chocolate syrup in, in a coffee? <laughs> I get so mad. I could complain, or I could just say thank you. Because that person matters to Jesus. That person matters to Jesus. Alright, I'm going to finish this story. I don't, so, what did Jesus want to show me? Instead of complaining, I think back on this. I should have stopped in the moment. That's, that's the hardest part, is just stopping and realizing that you're being dummy. And ask the Holy Spirit, well, how do you want to move in this situation? Jesus said, I do what I say to Father. That's so powerful, because if we try to move where the Father is not, that's what's going to happen when you're going to move. In fact, we're going to go against the grave. It's going to be rough. So what did I should have done in that scenario? Jesus would have had me engage interdependently with my wife. He, we both walk in different gifts. And we did achieve kingdom impact there. You see, my wife grew up with my parents. It's, it's obvious. I was too blind by complaining to see that that was create a solution that she cared about. I could have asked her and said, honey, I just want to connect well with your parents. It really sucks and I just can't stand them and ignore the crap out of me. But it matters to you. And it matters to God. And when I think about my father holding up the bills, that was a signal saying you're doing too much. And all I had to do was just be a part of the family and begin with. And just enjoy my time. That was what was important. Not my own selfish pride of walking in generosity. Even though generosity is good. So, the hero of the story would be Jesus. I guess what you guys are going to take that away from that. That's how it goes. He moves with us independently. And that's where you're going to see the most kingdom of that. So, I want to pray over everybody, and we're going to do some questioning, okay? Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. For more info, please follow us on social media at Alive Vineyard College or check out our website at thevineyardchurch.us slash alive.